Hello, everybody. Welcome. What? What? <laughs> oh, the positively negative podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of positivity in an occasionally negative world. I'm Dalio, and I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, boy. I kind of prefer those kind of starts. Yeah, I know you just don't. No I know warning. you. That's I know. fine. Just. Make the executive choice. That's all good. What <laughs> about an executive choice? This wasn't some grey-suited, behind-the-scenes, we-don't-like-females kind of approach to things <laughs> that we like to hear in the news. Wait a second. Don't we? Why <clears> is it that when I say executive, you automatically think about the patriarchy? Because Women can't be executives? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saying that the word executive has been completely ruined by a fuck nugget who signs bits of paper called executive orders because he hasn't got the skills to actually do the job. That's all I'm saying. At least you ain't Uh, getting text messages on your phone from the guy. Could you imagine? I'd be be angry. I'd I'd raise a court case over it. Um, Yeah, so... Sorry, everybody. We've been just doing stuff. I'm not like that. Sounds terrible. It sounds like we're yeah. we've been doing stuff and ignoring you. That's not the case at all. It's it's been really really difficult to find a block of time, even though it's only an hour. There is a little bit of prep. There is a little bit of timing when you get into a yeah. flow with stuff. It's difficult. And we're to like also break three thousand miles away from each other. Like I, I I think some people know that, but also. I'm not sure they do because we kind of have that lockdown like on the audio side where it sounds pretty decent between the two of us. Yeah. But like we're f- far away. We got five hours time difference between us. We're trying to, you know, it was just like a lot of, it wasn't one thing. It was like a lot of little things that, um, that kind of just got in the way each time we wanted to make it happen. Why, why did you have to put in there about what? we're far apart from each other? <laughs> because it's like, the truth. Is that like a is that like is some kind of broadcast? Is it? I am a bit. Yeah. No, it's I just sort, mean sort that. Of, like, like, by the way, everybody, I'm apart from him. No, because it's we have logistics. Oh, by the we way, have, guys, we are drinking. We well, have you know. right. We have differential logistics that a lot of podcasters don't have. We just have other challenges. Not good or a bad thing. It's just what it is. So, so that really, makes scheduling a little bit tougher sometimes. And yes, that's we are more, drinking. That's more like I was going to say to it. It's it's not necessarily the schedule of finding. It, it's finding the time in each of the schedules when we're both out of sync. Because your start of your day, even though you get up super early to like crush. Because I kind love of you. Early morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I think my wine just spoke to me. It said it loved I heard me. it. It was, amazing. It was deep. It. I love you. It I said. love you. I love you, Phil. You did it again. I'm getting freaked <laughs> out. I don't push the glass. Well, um, yeah, I get up early. You go to bed early. Like we try to, or you, whatever we do. We do, we try to do things to. I think, I think the hardest thing, I think the hardest thing has been a lot of your, like, and then on top of that, your clients are not in your time zone as well. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. so the problem with that is, is that the clients fall off for a while, and then all of a sudden, that October rolls around, and they're like, oh yeah, shit, we need to do something for Christmas because you know we're poor now because we've spent all our summer money from the money we made before when you ran our business before Dale. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that, but <clears throat> I mean, when I work you with you, I really give my all. I'll just put it like that, like. Wow. 
No, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying like I'm never I've never been a bare minimum type person and I knew that I could never work for a company because I was that way. Because I was always going to put myself in a position where I was doing too much because like I can't half do. So I'm going to whole do for myself instead of Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, think, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I think I, I do I, think, I do too much I think sometimes. It's not good for me, but I'm I think I, we're similar similar people in some regards when it comes to like the all in thing. And it also there's a, a certain time to flow to it as well. Cause we get to the point where it's like, um, you're probably, not, you know, you're not kind of doing it like where it could go to next. And then we get bored and want to go on something else like work wise or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the clients came back. They're in a different time zone completely. You can't just pick it up and drop it and be like, oh, all right, I'll get back to it in a bit. Cause it's creative work. It's design work. It's layer work. It's like mm-hmm. <clears throat> nobody can stop and start. Well, you can stop and start that, but it's not fair on your mental health or the client. And if you're going to do it in a block of time, you might as well sprint through it. So you've had clients come back. I've been like stoking the fires for screencasts. I had a bunch of work come in mainly because mm-hmm. I was like worried about finances and stuff. You've had to uh, help me again, again this month because of bloody just the way markets are and everything. But I do feel, I do feel like, I do feel like even though it's been six months, even though it's been six months since you've been here, I do feel like we've achieved a hell of a lot. I know that sounds yeah. crazy. I, I just feel like there's a lot of infrastructural stuff that we've talked about and considered. We've just not been able to to put things into place because we didn't have the finances to do it. But right. I feel like, but I feel like that would be like a no brainer now. I feel like we're both on the same page in terms of what's next yeah, or where, where, where to go next, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I see what you mean by that. I mean, we still don't necessarily have the finances to like, how do they say, pull the trigger on a yeah. lot of the stuff. But I also feel like we weren't even at that point. Like, I think not to say that, I mean, I am. I am thankful, I guess, in in a way that things have gone the way that they've gone, because I know that as much as I would have loved it and hoped and prayed for it, like if someone had just dropped a shit ton of money in our in our laps like two years ago, I don't think we would have spent it the right way or we, we wouldn't have no, known what God to do no. with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, no, I don't no, know. Exactly. You're always going to think that you can do the best. You're always going to do the best with what you have. But like it just what you kind of just see timing a little bit with 2020 vision in, in the past. Like I just feel like a lot of that stuff we had to do. And a lot of the things, I think we have a really good foundation, you know, mm. the way that we're, I mean, hell I was walking dogs in the upper, upper East side two years ago. Mm. Like mm. not, not to say that that's a bad thing, but like, I wasn't even doing, I wasn't even able to do enough digital work that that could just be my thing. Like I had to do the dog walking. Yeah. Now the digital work isn't, I'd like to be doing more, but it's not, I'm, I'm able to live. I'm able to buy some free range grass fed beef when I need to. And I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. 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 So you should be. Yeah, for Um, sure. For sure. I mean, I've been looking at a bunch of, I've been looking at a bunch of things recently and kind of been getting the pull, like to go back to certain places. And I don't want to mention the names because, you know, at some point we might go and live there and we might even help out, but there's some big, like, some big like things happening in November time, apart from like Steam Fest, but like, yeah, cooperatives. I've I've got this thing about cooperatives at the moment. I think we'd work really well inside of a cooperative, uh, like a digital like space, mm. co working space. But instead of just being co workers, 
we invest in the cooperative. Uh, I know a few places where they're they're looking for people to they they basically need to raise like fifty sixty thousand to take that cooperative to the next level to be able to buy an apartment like next door, you know, so that they can have people come in and they actually stay there, turn it into like an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So instead of like them just pumping more money in, they're looking for people and they're looking for like twenty or thirty people all to put in like a grand or two grand each and be part of that cooperative. So everybody gets a share of you know, I love profits, that. but they're also, they're also involved in that co-working space. And I think, I think that that is where we operate best because one, we both like if people come into the space with help people out, like just, we're just naturally like, like we know how to do things. Like and I know that sounds so vague, yeah. but like, I've, I know you've always been this person before, way before we met. I've been this person for my group of people way before we met where it was like, go ask Dale. Dale knows how to do that. Phil knows how to do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Phil will be mm-hmm. able to help you. Like, mm. that's probably why we like steam hunt so much because we like have a thing for everything. Like, oh, you want to do this? Here's 15 ways you can do it. This site, this site, this site, go. Like, I think that we're really good at being activators and Mm. I think we're, our personality type is kind of the missing piece that a lot of, a lot of projects and a lot of people have, um, Mm. because, and I don't really know what that is because in a lot of ways we we are like, we work very specialized in a specialized, a a specific set of skills as, (laughs) as Liam Neeson would say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like we, we, we work well in groups and we could, um, as long as we, you know, we can do that on our terms. I'm so You've hunted a that. drone. I will find you and I will delist <laughs> you. Wait, let you send them an email, whatever, whoever you're talking about. Cause we haven't pre spoken about this yet. This is the first time hearing of this, but like whoever these people are, you send them a message and you ask them if they will accept a payment in the form of hunt tokens. Because, well, we both here's flush the thing. In hunt tokens. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I I registered a Steam account for for this place like a long time ago. So my whole like background vibe, because I always seem to have like this fucking underlying Italian like side hustle. That Wait, do you know about? Right. Did I, do I not know about this at all, or am I just gapping it? Or is this the first I'm hearing about this? You don't have to say it, Probably but like first time. No, first time you're hearing about it. You shady first son of a gun. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he's he's like in moving. the back of the donut shop with the secret gambling ring, like my grandparents. Oh, just, I've had the I've had the account a long time. I set it up when I had a bunch of stuff. I was just like getting it beforehand because I, I like how many was sending secret accounts you have. You've got you got Steam accounts like like drug dealers have burner phones, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But like I, I just I, I don't know. I visualized in myself in that space and I visualized the content that was going to go on there and I could see myself reviewing places in and around the space. Like, it's not a nudist I know column, they're, right? Just, no, just God, no. Right, cool. no. No, no, no. No, what these guys want to do is they want to set up the co-work. They've already got the co-working up and running. It's been running two years. I feel bad that I wasn't there at the beginning of it because I would have liked to have seen the like the build out of it. But they, they want to expand and go to the other side of the town, other side of the, uh, yeah, it's a town. I think I know where this is. Uh, in my brain. Right, good. I need to be right. able well, to visualize wanna... what you're talking about or else I just feel like I'm all alone in my mind. Well, well, you need to work on that. <laughs> so like on the other side of the town, there's this like other area 
which is the rich area, right? They specifically went to the, not the poor area, but they went to the part where people don't go to and, and that's how they got the co-working space because they didn't mm. know if it was going to work or not. They ended up winning an award by the town. The town was like, this is fucking brilliant. Like you brought a business into the area and you put the place on the map. And now they're like looking into putting like almost like a coffee shop kind of co-working near to where the rich people go when they like come every year to do the you know, oh my skiing God. and stuff. I've been thinking so about like, coffee a lot lately. This is, I would love this to manage coffee shop. So I, I just think there's, I just think that's a no-brainer. I think more, and so therefore, that for me and you in that co-working space, having a place in in the town, something that we can fly in and out of, something yeah. that's shared between us, co-working space that we have an investment in, so it pulls us back because it's like we're part of it. Yeah, flitting between the two spaces, so it's always like moving, and then on top of that, like because it's not a big town. I have got so many ideas from a blogging perspective, but also from a Steam blockchain incentive-like perspective, running a witness there so that the town is actually the witness because I don't know anybody else who's ever done that yet. Ooh, like, like a co-op a witness? Town. I see right. you. But, but, but not only a co-op witness, but I don't know anybody who who's a witness for a town, for a place, right. right? They're either an account of a name or what if we flip it on its head and be like, oh, we have this server in here, which is run as the witness, which is creating blocks, which does this. That's, it's just a really good conversation point that the town, the town is producing the witness, the blocks, the energy, local right. energy. I don't know. It just, it's just a really nice way of storytelling about blockchain without having to get deep and dirty about the blockchain and who is such and such who runs the account. It's like interesting. the account's, yeah, yeah. So up, I'm like, thinking about that stuff. I, can I can I rescue dogs? Like if I find absolutely I'm in advance. Like if I'm there and I find a dog, or multiple dogs. Whoa, 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 Around and who need you about a glass of wine food and things. I don't want you bringing one one underneath each arm just, at two a.m. in the morning. Like, I can't but, but, be but, held but, responsible but, for any abandoned animals no, that I find. No, that's all I'm saying. That's not. No, 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 no. That's all. I'm well, saying. I'm. I mean, like I say, there's cheap places. You can buy one. I can buy another one. Somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, that's a whole Come on, you... situation. Listen, what? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying about like, you got to put a lid on it. It's got to be, I know, it's got to sustain itself. I know, I know. But, but again, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That could be one of the things, right? Yeah. You have a witness that runs people, people from the town follow and support the witness. So the witness goes up. So the witness makes more money. And then I was trying to look at it like from a co-op perspective. So like witnesses in the top 20 are making anywhere up to $5,000 a month. Right. Right. So most of their bills are about a grand, grand $1,500 for their servers and everything else. So the rest of it, like three and a half grand is going in either their pocket or going towards the projects or whatever. So I was thinking like, well, the more people that are on board with it, the more people that have got like steam POSs in their, ter you know, like terminals in their places, that can be a hotel, can be a lobby, it can be a dog sanctuary, it can be fucking anything. Yeah. Then we just, then we just divvy up the money every month. Yeah. So you you've got some resources, and then and then we actually then go around all of those places to present them with the check. So the usual cheesy photos that we've, everybody's ever been used to of like seeing somebody being given a check, you blog about that so that they see it and they see it makes and then it's a it's a self uh, perpetuating a machine. ecosystem situation, right? And you. You, and you can do it in a town, and you can do it in a town because you can scooter across the whole of the fucking town, you know, oh, electric man. vehicle across the whole thing. Dogs, coffees, and scooters are like in my top ten. That's the name of it. That I, That's I the like name of it. That's the name of the restaurant. I need to be happy. That's in the my name life. of the restaurant right there. 
Dogs Coffee and Scooters. That's the name of the coffee place. You get some. I can love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I know I didn't know that you had been thinking about any of that, but I do know that probably fresh, Mella. I know you. Listen, hold on. Let me have a sip of this wine before I continue. Oh, I'm getting in the way of wine drinking. I'm so sorry. Mm. Jesus, drink it. Don't like. That's how they taste it. You have to aerate it. All right, listen. Um, I know why. I didn't know that you were thinking on that level of detail, but I'm, I'm glad you were. I'm down, but I but I do think I know why you may have been thinking that way, which is kind of a segue into this like 12 year window situation thing mm, 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 <laughs> that came mm, up yeah. this week. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. going around like, uh, I you should probably, you should probably open that up because it's kind yeah. of a, it's seriousness. Well, look, I've been saying this for the longest time. And if you really want to like get a bit of background behind it, I did a vlog today, put it on DTube. You've got to steam Don't it. Plug com. your other stuff with this stuff. This is this. That's that. It's this. It's about the 12 year thing. That's what the vlog was. You f- <laughs> oh. I know. So I, I did a vlog today. I did a vlog today and it was about this um UN report that came out yesterday, which is to do with the um they they accrue a lot of information, data from scientists. It takes a long time to put it together. It's almost like a research paper, but it's massive. And it was regarding uh, the target of 1.5 Celsius, which is, I believe, the target that we kind of either, I don't know if it's to reduce to or to be at. I don't know what we're at right now, but I know we're like well over 400 parts per million, which is something we've never done Of before. CO2, CO2 in the atmosphere, right? CO2 in the atmosphere, right. So basically, basically, I'm I'm torn on both sides because for one, I'm like, yes, thank God they're starting to communicate this stuff better because my biggest beef with reporting about the climate change stuff and I call it stuff because it is just a mess of stuff. Like I read another report the other day that a hundred, the top hundred companies, uh, companies in the world uh, are something like 90, 90% or something of the, the worst polluters or, or, or where the problems come from. So it is big corporations with their models, with the amount of people that have been, inve- with the amount of money that's been invested into those things over the years. Uh, this big report, anyway. Back to the point. So twelve we have years. A twelve year win. We have a twelve year window to get shit sorted, which instantly in my head is like not going to get sorted, right? Because we need to have a fundamental shift in uh, dealing with dealing with behavior for a start, right? It, this is not like so. Th- there's so many things that I, I can talk about here, but the biggest one for me is that the majority of people that I've ever confronted people with about climate change or sustainability or poor practice or optimizing stuff is oh, well, it's not going to happen until like decades from now and I'll probably be dead, right? Which first of all winds me up because it's like, do you have any children? Okay, you don't have any children, right? I can understand your opinion. You know, like you you don't care. You're just living for you. Uh, On the flip side of that, 12 years, come across people like that's so not even in the future. No, but but the thing is also on the flip side, on the flip side of that coin, I'm so glad finally We've got some kind of communication which is putting a time limit on mm-hmm. it because now it adds, urg- it adds urgency to right. it. Right. Like there was no urgency before. People were like, ah, fuck, the planet's fucked in 100 years. No, the planet's fucked in 12. Yes. And if they're saying 12, you know it's six, <laughs> right? I'm telling you. So, so two and a half years ago, I made a decision. I made a hard and fast decision 
about I need to do something different with my life. I can't, I had to move away from city life. I couldn't deal with the consumption. It's not that I couldn't deal with it. It was too easy, right? The, 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 the number one formula for a city is to have everything so everybody's got everything they want and then they just that system perpetuates and feeds itself, right? You, you want tacos? Got it. Do you want breakfast? Got it. Do you want beer? You got it. Do you, you're leaving work and you need to have like a happy hour for the next You got it. No problem, right? City life subscribes to that. Every every major super city in the world subscribes to that, right? They just, they just fucking feed that Manhattan Island with fucking beer and wine and, you know, whatever. And people just suck it up, like the tourism, everything else. Which is fundamentally one of the biggest problems is that we've managed, marketing has managed to influence the human being right down on a macro level of like. Uh, expectation. You know, this, this expectation, but also this is an experience that other people might not be able to have that you can have. And, and it's become almost this like infomercial gluttony of the human species, right? Like we're obsessed by it. Like right. we don't even know we're in it because we're in it. Well, so that yeah. was my biggest thing is. When I was in the city, I was like, shit, I know exactly what's happened to me. You know, like I had my Twitter money. I had like, I could buy anything I want. I was, I felt I was super smart to make a big decision about buying a van, buying a car, like buying a computer, getting myself set up and then getting the fuck out of Dodge. As soon as I got it all together and got my shit together, I was like, I've got to go. Listen, I have to tell you though, that was more than two and a half years ago. If we're talking about time, that was, it's just funny because it feels, probably feels like only two and a half years ago, but like. That's at least got to be four years ago, right? No, you're missing the point. I left the city four years ago. I gotcha, started. Got gotcha. you. Sorry. I, st- I started my four year plan. Yeah. Two and a half. Two years, years ago. Got so, me. right. So I've got a year and a half left of that four year window. Right. So let me tell you, is that in that year and a half that I've got, so so there's an urgency, right? Basically, forget the numbers. There's an urgency. Sure. And the urgency just keeps on getting faster. And I kind of knew that, like, as an earth sign, maybe I just feel pressure and I can see, like, the crescendo, like, approaching. And so I've been, I've been debating it back and forth, like, where I want to be, what I want to be doing, who I want to be with. Like, and I can't think of an, any better place to be or hopefully be. I might be there, I might not be there but I can't put myself in a situation of just being here, like with you or without you kind of thing. Um, so I, I, you need to send those things out into the universe of yeah. what you want to do, where you want to be. And I kind of feel that like we might end up being hiking on a Sunday afternoon, halfway up the side of a mountain when shit kicks off big time. And that's fine. I'm willing to, I'm willing to go out like that. You know, as long as I can Instagram the fuck out of it, that's fine. Oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. So yeah, this this report came out, 12-year window, UN, everybody's like, oh, well, the UN don't know what they're on about. Um, okay, fair enough. If, if you want to be like that, that's fine. I'm sure all those countries coming together, they needed some kind of unifying force. And my, my uncle is actually, I don't know if you know this, I've never told you this, uh, but my uncle, I don't know if I should really talk Tell about me. it. Tell me, I want to know U- now. But my, my uncle's in the UN... Uh, he is in the UN force. Oh shit! He's in one of he's one of the UN. He is in a UN peacekeeping corps. Oh hell yeah! And we we never know where he is, but like he's it's Syria and places like that. So he he tries to mediate between all the shit that goes on. Um, and he has like a group of like twenty twenty five people that he like co manages and stuff. I don't know if he's like high up in that group of twenty, but he goes out in a big armored truck with big fucking UN things on the side of it, and he's hardcore. Like my. I, I won't tell you my relationship with him, but like he, um, 
you know, like you, he'll turn up somewhere and knock on a door and be like, oh, hiya. And I'm like, oh, shit, how did you know we're here? Like a long time ago yeah, when yeah. I used to go. And, Wait, have you ever been to the down. UN? No, I never. You should been. go next time you're this, this side of the pond because I went on okay. a school trip when I was probably 15 or 16 and I was like so punk rock at that time that I was so like anti-everything, anti-establishment, anti-government. And even I was like, this shit is cool. Like I remember, I bought a T-shirt on the way out. Like I was like, I'm into the UN. I'm down. But <laughs> T-shirt. When you're you a know, 16 year old the, punk the, rocker, how, owning a T-shirt or something is like the highest respect you can pay. All right. So anyway, all right. Fine. We should to get go. back to the program. Uh, to get back to the program, I realize that people look at the UN like some kind of subplot to a Marvels movie these days. You know, like they should have an underwater we, we base. Seem- that I think people would take them oh. more seriously if they had an underwater base. I'm just saying. You are determined to be the positive part of the negative part, aren't you? Every episode, you're determined to make <laughs> sure that not, you're I'm wearing. I'm not conscious a- of it. I just feel like they should be <clears> underwater. <throat> anyway, it's fine. I didn't even consider that possible. Well, like Thunderbirds, Stingray. Midnight of the UN. People should be taking this shit seriously. 12 years is a blink, is an absolute blink of an eye. And So my biggest my biggest takeaway with this is that one of the one of the characters of the whole like US presidency uh nikki i can't remember his second name now nikki haley is haley. it nikki haley i think yeah haley yeah uh, she she was this really defiant kind of like un ambassador for the us like she, she pulled him out of the un for something and this and that she's just quit today so i don't know what's happened there i don't know if it's because of this report i don't know if she's just fucking had enough because of all the like stuff that's gone on recently about you know him getting uh kavanaugh or whatever his name is I, listen i'm not interested i'm not interested in the, the men in the gray suits, I'm not interested in the politics of the power plays of the people on the on the floor, like arguing about things that they'll never, ever take part of or actually visibly see because they're just shuffling paper around on, on like guidelines that somebody else has probably written for them on Fiverr, right? I, I'm, not, I, I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is core, raw level, street level, block by block, person by person, behavioral change and there's so much stuff in the world that's having a knock-on effect to different things from fucking ai to climate change because like we've reached maximum density on literally everything like the earth itself has reached maximum density the ocean there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish soon is another report that i saw listen to this women have reached maximum density of being like afraid to go out at night and be alone places. I mean, everything is just like at the absolute, that's what it feels like any, either way. Like it feels like there's this balloon that's just being like, we just keep putting pumps and pumps and pumps and pumps into it. And we don't know the exact moment it's going to pop, but we know that like we're way further along than we're supposed to be. And it just feels like everything's at that like critical mass level. I guess it's always been at that level. It's just communicated faster these days and we're reacting to well, it in true. a quicker way, I think. That's that's a good point. Um, I saw something this morning where they pulled a uh, uh, Purcell, was it Purcell or Fairy? Fairy liquid bottle out of the ocean. It landed on the beach in, in, the, in the UK and it was uh, a Fairy bottle with a design from 50 years ago and it looked like Whoa. brand new. Like it had the red text on it, the green text on it, like blue text on it. And if it had from the, the States, fairy liquid is dish soap. 
it's like yeah right right, uh, right. Uh, yeah so and, and it had the hot, old like british price on it which was 4d i never worked any of that fucking money thing out my nan used to tell me about like the different kinds of we, before we had pounds yeah we before we you had pounds, we had this kind of uh before pounds we had this weird currency over here in the uk i don't, I don't even know how to equate it but like we'll go over it at some point really it's the yeah we had this for, like the price of this person was 4d whatever the fuck 4d I've was never like, even heard of that yeah uh, i've got it honestly uh, the, the you know that that that, that saying thrip, have you ever heard of the saying this is gonna blow your mind have you ever heard of it threepenny bit excuse me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you actually even said i don't think i could even repeat that back to you right the threepenny bit threepenny threepenny <laughs> no the Threpney. Threp. Threpney bit. Threpney. Threpney bit. Bit. So. Fucking hell. <laughs> so back in the day, and I don't know if it was like, I don't know when this currency existed, but like, I remember in the early 70s, my granddad and grandma used to talk about like the different currency. But be- before pounds, pounds and sterling was a thing, like pence, five pence, 10 pence, pounds, 10 pounds like before pounds we had this weird currency here anyway i'm, I'm digressing yeah uh, but it wasn't the just point, the point the, the name a different the name for the currency it was an actual different currency like it wasn't just like you know how you guys call pounds like quid or squids or it wasn't like a slang it's an actual other currency no. uh old english i'm gonna have to search it right well now oh, english money this is it's gonna quickly but no no i'll be all right quickly D? like minus well so here we go. Like it used to be old English money used to be. So here's the thing is the smallest unit unit of currency was a penny. Right. But the p- plural of which was pence or pennies. Right. And then before that, there was 12 pence in a shilling and 20 shillings in a pound. So it used to be so fucking weird. You used to used to have like nick used to have nicknames for things. Get this. You think it was confu- you think it's confusing Yo, you guys with pounds have the and most confusing money. I know. So confusing. You th- you, get this, get this right. If you think that's confusing with the with the pence and the pounds and all that, back in the day we used to have a uh uh we used to call something a bob, a guinea and a oh, shilling. Come on. Right? We also we also used to have a sixpence and a crown. Right. So get this right. We used to have more than a shilling is a florin, two shillings or two bob, a crown, five shillings. Exactly. No. This, this is my point. This is what that's I'm, what, I'm picturing my, people like back in the day in England walking around on the street. I'm picturing, you know, horse drawn carriages and then people just reaching into their pocket and picking out whatever's <laughs> in there paper clips, monopoly Rattnel. pieces, anything, Rattnel, and being like, yeah. yep, this is all currency. How much bread can I have for this? <laughs> Well, we've gone full circle then, haven't we? Because oh, now we have Bitcoin yeah. and nobody That's understands true. the fucking ratios of that either. <laughs> the original um, altcoins. <laughs> yeah, the Brits are the original altcoins, shitcoins for, oh, for sure. Man. So this bottle turned up on the beach anyway, 50 years old, looks brand new, uh, like slightly faded and everything. That's crazy. So, you know, like, look, we're all part of it. We're all part of the problem, right? We're all part of it. I- I'm kind of happy that, like, there there is a time window on it. I do think, I do think we're in a perfect position with certain technologies if we can globalize them quickly i know electric vehicles are selling like hotcakes which is awesome people are making decisions with their wallets like on shit like that i think they're doing it from a perspective of look we've got an electric car rather than we're being sustainable which is fine it's a halfway house to, to get into somewhere i feel happens. you know right 
Um, and then this Nikki Haley, like quitting, I don't know the circumstances around it, but it's the best thing that could happen because I think she's either had enough or like, I don't know, maybe, maybe he fired her or whatever, or maybe this report came out and they, it was just, they were just getting so much flack over it. But I personally think, I personally think that, and I hate to say it, but I feel like if, if Trump gets in again, which I think he will get in again, and it probably won't won't disappear. I think he'll be in for it. It'll be li- it'll be literally like Back to the Future Two, no. where the old man gets in the car and goes back in his Biff Tanner's like universe. Because I can see I, the problem. The problem is with the president who works in percentages, is that we're we we as people will never be in a percentage that he will ever worry about, because the percentages he works in are not human percentages. They're not like, they're, 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 there's no correlation between, you know, the the impact of anybody below his living standard. This is a person who's like, you know, monopolized and, and turned into monopoly money, uh, property, uh, and therefore people are property. And unfortunately, we're 1% of his overall problem. So like, we're never going to, it's, the earth is never going to be something that he's concerned about, even if he's standing in his high rise apartment, 500 floors up looking at a fucking massive tidal wave, he's never going to be at the bottom where it's going to impact. And that's the way a lot of business works. Unfortunately, it's like they, they've built themselves up into this, uh, big, uh, mega, mega, megalithic kind of like structure. You know, you only have to take films and I know the far fetched, but you only have to take films like, um, you know, the Tom Cruise one, which one was that one? We absolutely love the soundtrack to where oh, they have to go and repair Oblivion. Oblivion. You don't have to look at something about Oblivion. You know what? Oblivion's not far fetched. No, and neither Oblivion is, is not far fetched or any of it. Like, it's all we, I you think know, we all I collectively predicted all of this as a kid. As a kid, I used to think it was like uh, fantastical, but you know what? As of Steam Hunt and working on Steam Hunt and seeing hunts on there, mm-hmm. I'm seeing autonomous land. I'm seeing autonomous tracking stuff. I'm seeing like wheat uh, yield AI detection devices. I'm seeing autonomous tractors that can drive themselves. I'm telling you, we're walking into very quickly the starting first twenty minutes of Interstellar. Yeah, if we can, where they the literally got robots going around. This shit. That's the problem. Well, here's the. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that we are at a really interesting impasse. And that is that we have the technology. We just now need the permission economy to move forward a little bit because the people who are deep rooted in this shit, the people who have got investment in this stuff, who, you know, work on work on return mentality, their return doesn't factor in anybody beneath their investment well, i don't maybe that's where crypto that's my comes opinion in, because that crypto means that people can get behind something with a currency that makes Turn the power sense. off there's no crypto visor oh yeah i know but i'm okay i'm gonna keep drinking i mean you yeah you, you're right look I, I think the worst thing to do is trying to force an agenda right I think the worst thing in the world is to force an agenda. I don't think you come along and be like, yeah, but Bitcoin's going to change this. It's going to rip out the middleman and fuck you. Fuck yeah. Like that's never worked. That's never worked. No, in all not of history, because of like. what, not because of the reasons that people sell about Bitcoin, which I think are the completely wrong reasons, but because it's a way of people being able to quote unquote, 
buy stock in or support, or it's a way for people to crowdfund the things that they want to see happen, the things that they want to see happen in the world. So it, that when you talked about permission economy, that's what I was kind of getting at because it kind of subverts the permission economy and just says, okay, well, if people want this to happen, we're going to make it happen because it allows for an avenue of that. It doesn't, it's a way of subverting the traditional methods of saying, okay, well, you know, we're, because that stuff is so slow and that's why we don't, if we have 12 years, like we, (laughs) we don't have time. We're still arguing about if climate change exists and we have 12 years, like, I'm sorry, but I think, uh, I don't think we have time for that. (laughs) Talking about time. Oh boy. And uh I think I think it's a good time to change it up. Okay. Uh I mean I mean with that that debate can go on forever and it's probably good around like I, lots of shots. Been a and debate. Rum. Like No, I mean there's nothing to debate about the actual uh outcome of it, yeah. but I think there is a lot to debate in terms of how how we package it for the everyday person who's trying to maintain a lifestyle, trying to maintain like putting food on the table for the kids. You know, how do how do you how do you look at how do you read news on the way into work about the food chain getting fucked up, realizing the food chain is getting fucked up, working extra hard so you can buy quality food, knowing that you're 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 kind of you're buying yourself you're buying yourself out of a problem, right? There's other people on that train as well that are having to go into certain jobs that probably don't earn as much as you. Like people could argue, oh well, you need to learn more, you need to be better, you know, you need to be the best. Um I don't know. I, I don't. I just don't subscribe to that. I, I, it. Everybody is involved in this scenario. Everybody is part of the puzzle, and we have the technologies. We just need the permission from not the permission from people because we can just take it if we want to take it. I mean, we can just like Malta's doing that with the blockchain capital of the world. You know, like we're going to open the banks, or whatever. Now, admittedly, the whole place is probably run by dark money, but having the confidence to stand up and be like, we want this thing to happen. Uh, you, it's going to happen. Like change is going to happen either way, if you like it or not. True. My my point is, is that we need a plan. We need a planet to actually have all of this stuff play out on. And it's and it's obvious that shortcuts have happened for many many years. And I think from a local perspective, I think the first port of call for local authorities and businesses is to really look into some of those contracts re-evaluate, re-review some of those contracts to do with infrastructure. You only have to look at that Italian thing with the bridges falling apart. Like you can't have, you can't have the infrastructure of your towns and cities and villages around the world falling apart because somebody said they were going to do something 20 years ago and then they fucked off with the money. That is a fundamental human behavioral issue globally that we need to fix and it's to do with greed and no fuckers talking about greed yeah because greed is the because one every- the greed is the one of the quote-unquote sins or whatever you want to call it the 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 you know whatever greed is the only one that you you can be deceived into not knowing that you're doing it if i punch you in the face i'm fully aware i'm punching you in the face if i'm taking money out of a purse of somebody who <laughs> you better believe if i'm taking money out of an old granny's purse and stealing from her that is uh, that's you know that's something i'm fully aware of doing if you go down the list of of gluttony you know all of them every single quote unquote sin is something that you're aware 
of doing or aware of being except for greed. Greed is the only one that you can always point to somebody who has more than you and say, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing what I need to do to get by. Or it's the easiest one for people to ignore and qualify and to think, oh, well, no, I'm not the greedy one. That one, that person over there. And that's why nobody talks about it. But I think that's where the good stuff is, though, at the same time. I think that stuff on in debate brought up a lot. Even if it's small groups of two or three or four and you're going out to the club or a bar this weekend and just talking about that with people, it's not. it shouldn't be about point scoring. It should be about, like, right. you've probably got more than you need. How can you then, like, put that into things that you, you know, yeah. you feel have a knock-on effect? So it's like when Order all of us, like, raise some money. Malibu. Just say, bartender, can I get four shots of Malibu? Thank you very much to this table. Everybody takes a shot, and then you look them in the eye and say, let's talk about greed. <laughs> and see what I happens. think that works. Works for me. Fucking works for me. Right? Fucking go. All right. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we have All one right, more so point. let's talk about you two. Okay, go. Well, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, get into your uh, tooth tooth uh, story. I mean, let's let's See, all just let me just sum it up like this. I had a big mental block about going to the dentist for years and years and years because of years and years and years of terrible, terrible experiences at dentists. My very first memory of being at a dentist was being about three years old, and the dentist told my parents that I wasn't allowed to have the pacifier anymore because it was going to mess up my teeth. And the dentist said. To my parents, and I fully remember this while I was like a little, little kid, so vividly. The, my, she, he said, listen, we need to get rid of this thing. Uh, you know, I need, and we need to, I, I'll be the bad guy so that you guys don't have to be the bad guy. And he popped the thing out of my mouth and he said, you don't get this anymore. And he threw it in the trash. And I cried and cried and cried and cried because I didn't understand what was happening, why this was happening, why my parents weren't like, jumping in to my aid. I was like confused, all of it, but I fully remember him being like, I'll be the bad guy. She can't have this anymore. She took it away. That moment, which I honestly didn't really even remember until I was an adult, set me on a course of a dentist for the rest of my life that has always brought me like extreme anxiety, extreme pain. I don't genetically have the best teeth. I have my both both sides of my family. We have like extremely soft enamel teeth and teeth that get cavities easily. Even, you know, if we do the same things that as everybody else, we still get cavities. The dentist has always been anxiety and pain for me for my entire life. So when I became an adult, I just didn't go. I was like, you can't make me and I don't have insurance, so I can't pay for it. And it hurts and I don't want to go. And that's all the reasons I need to never go. Um, so now I'm that those decisions, recurring decisions over all of those years have caught up with me. And I'm sorting a lot of that out. And it's it sucks. It's really painful. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. you I mean, you 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 and I have spoken like 30 minutes, 15, 15 minutes before I have to go in and I'm like usually not mm-hmm. not in a good not in a good way. So I have to walk you back from the ledge. Yeah. It's like a thing. It's even right. if I even if my logical Vulcan brain knows. This is what it is. This is what I have to do. It's going to be this, this, and this. And in a couple hours, I'll be back home. It'll be fine. I just have this like fight or flight <laughs> thing that's like no, I have it talks too. to me and says, like, oh, you could just get in the car and drive. <laughs> 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 like I just have this no, thing that takes I, over. I have a terrible, terrible time with dentists. 
and the whole yeah, stuff I'm, not, I'm not overly keen on and it. so I, I mean yeah. I know they're very good at what they do so. and since so since I've been back to the states since April I probably have had about maybe three or four visits per month for every month that I've been back a lot of them have been really painful I've been this last one was like <laughs> I had a really terrible root canal that had an extra root so like you're supposed to have like two roots per tooth and some people like are really like strange and they have three I roots. Have root. <laughs> and your girl over here had four nerves in one tooth and it's been it, it's probably been like six or seven hours total of root canal work over multiple visits. Anyway, drama. Anyway, that is another thing that kind of like throws a a, a wrench in the system. In the yeah, world. because it's yeah. like I get like I'm such a creature of habit to do with how I psych myself up for work each day. I wake up, I'm super sleepy, but I kind of like get into my momentum and things like that. And I get my work done and you and I have our podcasting schedule. And then if it's like a root canal day, that's it. I'm done. Like that's the day. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. day. So. Which I, I totally subscribe to that because, you know, things like that, that are outside of your control that you don't know what people are doing. You know, you got like various tools in your mouth. You got clamps, you got this, you got that. They've got fucking x-rays on the wall. It's like yeah. every film that you've ever seen that you've ever, always hated is like, oh fuck, you know, what is this? I remember being in a similar, similar situation myself when I was 12, like having like four or five teeth out with gas and then getting to like 16 or 17 and reading in the paper, like gas has now been outlawed. It's like, Oh great. So I was one of the ones who had to have, yeah, yeah. you know, like you, you feel, you feel persecuted. You feel oh, like, yeah. why is this happening well, to even me? Like the, you know, like the Novocaine why? that they give you, I had to actually do like some serious research on it because it's, um, it's a, it's like a amphetamine. It's a, it's speed. They're actually injecting speed into your bloodstream. And, and part of why they do that is because it keeps the localized anesthetic local, meaning that it doesn't make your whole body numb. It keeps it right in that spot where they're working, which is like, okay, great. Lovely. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you're going to be like drilling and sawing into my face for three hours, I appreciate some numbness there, but what they're, <laughs> they're injecting an accelerant into your body. And for somebody like me who already goes in with that fight or flight panic, uh, anxiety it's you're just pouring kerosene on the fire at that point so it takes a lot for me to not um have an absolute meltdown i have my little things that i do like my my tricks of when i eat and i don't have caffeine and i put headphones in but a lot of times you just have to like grin and bear it and then when they sit you up to take um x-rays you just text team humble and tell them that you're freaking out and um and then he makes you laugh a little bit and that helps and, um, and you get through it, but that's been yeah, like rough. a big, yeah, that's been a big obstacle. Um, well, this time well, when you go next, you need to, you need to download the eels album, especially Novocaine for the soul and just rock out until they actually get in there. Man. Novocaine for the soul. So <laughs> that too. And then some, well, and I had some paperwork that was giving me, um, uh, some serious anxiety um that you that you helped me with and yeah the visa stuff yeah, yeah that's true yeah we should get into that yeah. quickly yeah oh, man. we're coming up to we're coming up to nearly 50 minutes so dang yeah last five minutes we should quickly talk about well that. yeah so um so that i think what we kind of decided was a good move instead of me just like rocking up at the border next time i come to you is <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> and being like hi i'm here again without it um yeah. <laughs> is to get pre-approved for uh my next day 
So, you know, it's not like a, any type of permanent visa or anything. It's literally, you know, the same visa that I get granted when I show up, but we're just trying to work it out so that it's pre-approved, so that it's done, taken care of, and that um, I'm in the system for when I cross the border the next time. So yeah. doing yeah. that and stepping I mean, it- through that has been was really hard for me in the ways that I didn't expect it to be because it's just paperwork. Um, yeah. But I, I, but like I said, yeah. like I said, when we were doing it, it's just a stepping through thing, right? It's just, you have to read it. You have to double read it. You, 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 I think the biggest tip I can say to anybody who gets anxiety about paperwork like that is you don't just read the whole document and go, oh my God, there's so many steps to it. Because actually a lot of the stuff is like, you do not need to do this. It's, it's really is like leading you into it yeah. and, and telling you what you need to do, what you need to provide. And make a checklist, make a like a uh, a scratch list or a catch list or whatever the fucking hell you call it. Um, as you go down and be like, okay, I've got to do these things. And um, we we even went the extra step of looking into sending the paperwork back and saving ourselves a bit of money there as well. Because I know a lot of people don't do that; they just go whatever they're told. Um, a lot of these things have just got partnerships with companies where it's just like, oh yeah, use this service. Well, then actually, you can get it a, a little bit cheaper. And I think I think it's important to do that. I think it's important to go through it and do that and and step through that process because then you know I don't know it gives you some kind of idea about how the steps of of systems work and it just makes you a bit more informed, you know, a bit more ready for that kind of fallout when it happens because you know a lot of those agencies are very procedural. They work on a procedure based yeah. and step somebody, through because nobody like, wants to step outside of somebody it. Somebody you know? for somebody who has a brain like mine that actually feels like a language barrier. Like I don't understand the way that people who think like that think. And so my, when I, when the anxiety comes of me being like worried about not doing it right is, is, is it feels almost similar to what I would imagine somebody who like is just dropped in another country and doesn't speak the language. Like I want to do what you want me to do and I want to comply in the way that you want me to comply. But because this is not first nature to me, I feel like I don't, know how to make you happy like I, you know what i mean yeah, and, and, yeah but yeah. yeah yeah but the problem is the problem is by is it you are the kevin costner of water world when it comes to borders right you're peddling your water ship firing fucking fire cannons at the gates going italian jersey girl wanted I, to come but in i'm not like uh, no i'm like, not like what, that but borders i, I have like, like that, i have like, like an actual fear of authority as much as i'm like such a wise ass and i'm all about like conspiracy theories i'm all about being disrespectful toward world governments i have like a serious fear of authority people who are in official authority like i i'm like yes yes please don't look at me i'm fine like i i'm not i'm not, not any trouble like i i have I, I've never been that person. I've never been a person who like. Well, the, well, they, they, well, then they've already won in that regard. In, on that yeah. sense, is that, and that's that's exactly why governments are governments. Right. That's the reason why people are in positions of power because there is a there is an economy and a value in fear, right. and it's not fear. It's not not always engineered fear on purpose to keep people in place. Although a lot of it comes across like that, um, a lot of the time a lot of these agencies are out of the loop as well. How many times have we been through like a border control and they've said, oh, don't go to the official website. It doesn't work or like Google it. You know, like when's the last time you ever, you know, the world's moved on 
when a government agency official at a border control is telling you to well, Google Well, that's why I'm so glad like, that right? you and I, when we came back from Steamfest too- You'd have been going home. Well, yeah. So You'd have been well, going we, home. I, I came to the UK first, and then we went from- um, we went from the UK to Portugal for a steam fest. And then we came back. We were only there a week and I almost didn't get back in the country, even though I had already been pre-approved the, when I came in to stay for my, the six months that I'm legally allowed to be there. And you, that was the first time you had been through with me. And I know that I can be dramatic and I know that I can speak in hyperbole. And I think some, you might have thought that I was over-exaggerating some of my experiences coming in, <laughs> but the fact that you were there standing next to me, and you heard like what these people were saying to me and you know, was no, like, but, I'm glad but that I you will, were there. I will fundamentally, now I'll fundamentally say this to you though. You have to remember that you're an American, right? So like in, an, in, in America, ever since in the sort of seventies, if you, if you wanted to fly from New Jersey to fucking California, you could do it without a passport. You could yeah, just get on a plane and go. So like you're, you're coming into an ecosystem, sure. Europe, you're coming to another part of the world, Europe, there's a lot of people doing what's called the Shenzhen run, which is they're coming into the country they're they're dipping through different countries via board, you know, like car, via car, via bus over sure. borders. Cause they don't need to have their passports checked. Like there, there is people manipulating the system and it's happening so much that everybody is, everybody is, uh, yeah, everybody, every single person, you could be the most, connected you could you could have had a company here in the uk and put hundred thousand pound and been a citizen of this country the bottom line is from a computer algorithm perspective and this is the reason why i like steam it and and blockchain so much is that from an algorithm perspective it's not judging you it's just running through a series i know of and that's the part like, of my brain you flew in the country you went here you come back and now because that guy doesn't give a shit that guy is seeing probably two thousand people an hour He's not looking at you and going, this Jersey girl's trying it on. His computer screen is telling him this doesn't, you know, this this is worth asking more questions yeah. about. And it's not a judgment. It's it's literally what I was saying earlier on about the paperwork. It's a step through situation. Like, who are you? Why are you doing this? What's happening? Who are you? Why are you connected? I can see that last time you came, you gave this statement. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's the people who like rock up with like boxes you know bags full of videotapes with the same label on and say like no, no they're all mine mate i, I work from that company i've sat next to people like that in airports wondering if i was going to get sent back home again like I, it must be difficult to be border patrol sure I'm sure telling. it's never it's I'm never telling. down to like the individual i don't have anything against any of the individuals i've ever i've ever encountered even when i got stopped the very first time and and they they actually like detained me in a little area, which is which is really which which is like which you've got to put behind I you. By know. the way, you've got to you've got to put it to bed. I know behind you because I can't come through because with that how good each time like that's the problem. No, but well, the thing is, how good how good was your pre approval last time you went home? It was the fucking best thing since sliced bread. Like you had complete pre pre approval this side as soon as you landed, bang straight in the airport out the door. Like that's what. That's what I want because I can't stand flying. I can't stand the idea of flying for eight hours, then getting off tired, and then being told I can't get in their country. Yes, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd rather do the pre-approval like an hour away from home rather than eight hours away from home. It's the worst thing in the world to do eight hours and then eight hours back, like sixteen hours wasted, like because you couldn't get in somewhere. So I'd rather go through pre-approval and somebody say to me in Ireland, like, "Oh, sorry, you know, like there's problems." All right, fine, I'll go home. Like, can you tell me, what, you know? Uh, it just makes more sense so so 
Yeah, I, the visa stuff is always going to be a bit of an issue uh, because of borders. But you know what? We need borders because there's just so many different so many different countries, so many different governments with so many different problems with, you know, they've got all got their own different sets of fucking problems, right? We've got so many countries in the world with their own unique set of problems. And now layered up on top of that is additional problems because of the climate in terms of delivery of, of food, distribution of this. And people need to wake up to that shit. People need to wake up to that stuff. That stuff is... Until until there's no food on the shelves, people are not going to start worrying about this, and that's a scary prospect. Yeah, you know, like we just go, ah, well, Aldi's going to be cheap because I want to compete against these big chains. One day, Aldi's not going to have any food, and you're going to wake up and go, fuck, where do I actually get food from? And you know, by that stage, it's going to be too late because people won't have will have abandoned all of their skill generation, generating their own skills, learning how to do stuff making their own fucking jam, growing their own tomatoes, you know, like all of that's gone or a lot of that's gone. Like all of my generation and my granddad has gone. And I want to get back to that. I really want to get back to that. There's, there's a huge amount of value in being or autonomous in your own life, right? Because that has a knock on effect to your neighbor. That's like, I walked past a box earlier on today of, of, of um, quin- quinches. I think they call, oh, I probably got that wrong. Uh, not quinoas. Oh shit! It's like a lemon, but it's not. It's like a lemon. It's like a pear crust with a lemon. I think it's called a. I'm gonna say quinch, but it's not a quinch. It's something like that. It's got a really strange name. Like, but they were on the they were on the side of the road. They were they were on the they were on the path with a, a sign on it that said free. So this person obviously picked them out the garden. They've got no fucking room in the house to put their things, so they're giving away for free. Like I, I think there's something of value to be around communities of people that operate in that fashion, especially when the shit hits the fan, because it won't be about what you've got. It'll be about how you delegate it, how you delegate that stuff out, how you rebuild. Because uh, Mother Nature doesn't care, and I'm not trying to be sensational and be super, super negative. I'm saying we have an opportunity, and we now have a date. We now have a date. We now have a time. And we have an opportunity to be positively negative about the situation and resolve it in the best way we can for our own circumstances. She's blown away. I love it. I'm going to play the outro. Bye. Oh, baby. Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Casts and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, please feel free to call in and leave us a message. We'll try to reply in our next cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can now go to anchor.fm forward slash positive and click on the button. And if you'd like to hang out with us in our Discord, there's a link in that page as well. Stay positive and we'll speak to you soon.